Hello, I'm Becky Hadid, host of The Storied Recipe. As my weekly guests share their stories through the vessel of cherished food memories, we all become better cooks, more grateful for the gift of food, and we honor those that have loved us through their cooking. Around this time last year, I first learned of Simla, a fragrant, airy, spiced bun with hidden pockets of almond paste or jam, piled high with whipped cream. They're made only one season out of the year to celebrate Fat Tuesday. Later, I learned from an acquaintance that these are made slightly differently in Sweden and Finland, and that this acquaintance would be willing to put me in touch with an expert on both, a Finnish chef who owns the DC restaurant Miko Nordic Fine Food, which just happens to have 134 reviews and five stars on Google. Among other clients, Chef Miko caters for the Finnish and Swedish embassies and runs a competition each year to see which Semla sells the best. I'm thrilled that Miko took the time to explain to me the finer points of Simla, as well as his dogged journey towards becoming a successful, highly sought-after chef. Thank you very, very much for your time. I know you must be incredibly busy. Well, we're making lots of Simlas. <laughs> it's every day now until uh, Fat Tuesday. We're selling a lots of them, so which is actually make the mini ones today, fifty small ones, like it's like a two bite size thing. We have lots of order outside orders. So I, I see, I see. Okay, yeah. so yes, let's talk about Simla because I'm an American. I grew up in the DC mm-hmm. area. I had never heard of them until last year. Can you tell? my listeners, what sem, uh, well, first of all, I want to back up. I have seen Semla and Semlor. Are are they the oh, same? It's just a blur. It's just a, when you had the one Semla, it's a one Semla. Okay. Semlor, you have a several of Okay. <laughs> yeah, our Finnish word is a little different. And uh, I probably need to text you to the name in the Finnish. It's called Laskiaispulla. So, okay. yeah, it's a lot more different. Uh, but the more common name is the Semla, is the, is the Swedish name. And more people know that one, and nobody knows the Finnish word. So I see. Okay. It's Finnish people. Okay. So, can you just describe to my listeners what these delectable little things are? <laughs> well, actually, they are as simple as a cardamom buns, which is sweet cardamom dough. Mm-hmm. And then we roll the little cardamom buns, and we usually serve the, just the cardamom buns in our, like we serve it in our restaurant, and we make it in uh, for the catering events and so on. But this, mm-hmm. when you make the semla, you have exactly the same dough, mm-hmm. but there's a little difference in uh, if you do the finished one when you make your cardamom buns, egg wash them, and you use a little little bit of this Swedish uh, sugar. And then then you fill it up with a jam. And it's usually, uh, I use the raspberry jam, but it's, a, it's anywhere, anywhere between st- strawberry or raspberry jam. Then the good amount of um, whipped cream on top of it. But if you're Swedish, so then you bake your uh, cardamom bun and you just egg wash them and you don't put anything on top of the bun. And then you fill up your bun with almond paste, mm-hmm. marzipan. When you have to dig a little hole in those buns to get the filling. Okay. So for this almond thing, you put all the leftover uh, buns and a little bit of whipped cream and the almond paste. And then you fill up the, the bun with the marzipan. And then you put the, the whipped cream. But you know, make sure that it's a house make whipped cream, not these. Uh, right, right. Yeah, not the cans. Buns, so it's just not 
gonna be the same. But the thing is that the finished one, you cut it straight, the top off, the little bit in the top off. So it's uh-huh. a round little thing. But the Swedish one, you do the triangle cut. And then when you're ready to serve, you dust a good amount of the powder sugar on top of the Swedish ones. So, but, but they look same, but they look different. <laughs> I mean, they both have, all you can see is basically the heavy amount of whipped cream and the little tops. To recap, if you didn't quite catch that, both the Finnish and the Swedish versions start with a basic cardamom bun. They're given an egg wash before baking. Then for the Finnish version, cut off the top of the bun, fill with raspberry or strawberry jam, pile high with whipped cream, and simply replace the top. The Swedish version is a little more complicated in two ways. First, after you cut off the top of your cardamom bun, you also cut that top into a little triangle. Next, you scoop a hole in the bun, mix the crumbs from that hole with almond paste and a little cream, then put the filling back into the hole. Just like the finished version, you'll pile whipped cream onto the bun. Finally, place the triangle top onto the whipped cream and finish with a generous shake of powdered sugar. But the most important part, I think, is that when you do rice, let them rise. Uh, you just can't rust that thing. It's just to have to, you just to have to wait and to let it rise slowly. Okay. So it's ready to go and be baked. Okay. Because that makes a difference. If you get in a similar, which is uh, rust up, and it's just that the, the bun itself is a kind of like um, heavy and, uh, yes. you know. Mm. But then if you let it rise and you let it just take your time when you bake those things, when you people are eating those, those nicely rised up, buns with the almond paste of jam like I have people here who say, I like it because it's so light it's like <laughs> eating an air I'm like a yeah uh-huh <laughs> with the whipped cream and jam so yeah not too much uh, lightness but you know I understand why they're saying that and uh, it gives you the, the fake feeling that it's actually good for you or something and right people need them here and there they need especially when you grew up in Finland and it's uh, dark and there's no way in uh, January and, and well, let's say November and December and January and February and March. So then you get these lovely uh, buns in uh, in the middle in the February. So mm-hmm. yeah, you need that comfort. Yeah. You need that comfort to look forward to. Now, how about the the almond paste or the marzipan? First of all, are those the same thing? And secondly, do you make your own? And do you have tips for making that? Because when I tried to make it, it was it was kind of chunky, whereas if yeah, I buy marzipan, it's, it's almost rollable. Either one is fine because it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, I think the almond paste is actually a little cheaper mm. than marzipan. So if, and, and you can get it every store, basically. Okay. It's a little expensive, but um, I don't know. It's it's. You think it's fine, fine to just buy it? Yeah, I mean, you save yourself lots of trouble if you just... Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. want to be healthy, and then then you probably just grind it at some almond and uh, yeah. add a little drop of sugar or something, and then. Uh, but like you said, healthy's kind of off the. Yeah, it's, it's out the window already. So you might as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. You grew up in Finland, I take it. Yeah, I grew up in Finland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, but my family have restaurant in Stockholm, so I'm. Um, oh. 
I started to go to 80, I think 82 when I was 12. And uh, I think that must be first time when I, I sort of in, uh, get introduced in the Swedish assembly. Uh, and obviously I had the Finnish ones in a way before. It's very hard to f- figure out which one you like better. <laughs> right. Really good. Right, right. And so you ate the Finnish ones as a child. As a child, yeah. We always mm-hmm. had those. Mm-hmm. In, uh, especially in the February, and it used to be very, very strict that it's uh, you you know you serve it in the February, and then the Fat Tuesday is the big uh, everybody's making them. Mm-hmm. And now nowadays, so as soon as the New Year's is over, you can you see those in the bakeries, and mm-hmm. so it's slipping a little bit. So, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so and I've actually heard that there's some weird rumor that there's um, mixed ones now, so people. Oh. Put it, People putting a jam and the almond paste and the cream, which seems me uh, a little outrageous. But yeah. Just me, because I'm a little old school, so. Yeah. But, I mean, you can decide, so maybe that's why. Right. Best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, when you had these as a child, do you associate them with any sorts of events or festivals or celebrations? How did you guys spend? Oh, in the past, that- yeah, that's the... That um, is the time when everybody goes and take the little, uh, just basically a piece of plastic and they go downhill, like, what's the word? Oh, a sled? Sled, yeah. You were sledding in that day. So, and then you had the leftover from the Christmas, everybody have a ham in the Uh Christmas time. And then whenever you had the bone left and um, maybe a little bit meat here and there, so then... uh, then you freeze the bone, and then in the, for the Fat Tuesday, you make a big, big pot of the uh, split pea soup with the ham. Really? And then, these, and then you make the buns. And then you go and you uh, go sledding, and then basically what we had, we had like a big trash bag or something like that, and we just went downhill. And right. So we fill it up with a little hay or something, and then uh, yeah. not everybody had in... Uh, Right, right, but you I'm, could all yeah, go down the hill. And they still do, and the, the kids in the in the film, they still do. They, the Fat Tuesday comes, so they are all going in uh, in the sledding, and then uh, afterwards, uh, then you eat the pea soup, and then you have to the buns afterwards. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, are schools closed in Finland on Fat Tuesday? No, it's not. It's uh, schools are open. Uh, lots of people does this also in uh, the Sunday before the Fat Tuesday. Okay. Uh, but then only in a fat Tuesday you eat the same. Okay, uh, I see. I mean, as I said, it's slipping now. Everybody's eating it already. <laughs> yeah, the Finnish have done to Simla what we've done mm-hmm. to Christmas. It's out I in know, October yeah. now. But I like the fact that the people comes here and oh, those look so good. So then for next time I will have one of them. And like, you know, next time you come here, they might not be here because we... Right. we Right, right. Yeah, that scarcity principle, it drives up the and demand. And then yeah, they're like, well, which one I should take? I'm like, well, this obviously, <laughs> you got to taste both of them before you can decide if you never had them. So Back to Finland. So for us, I think of Fat Tuesday as originally being religious. And now, of course, Mardi Gras is completely separated yes, from yeah. religion. How is that in fin- Finland? Not religious at all. Nothing. Not religious at all. Okay. That's- just a fun day with sledding and eating to the that last piece of the Christmas ham, which you have been saving the bone for the 
making stock and then uh, these buns. So. Mm, mm. Well, I made a ham bone split pea soup just last week, so I'll have to bring oh. that back out and <laughs> eat, it oh, with yeah. my, eat it with my Simla. Okay, the idea of sledding for a holiday, I mean... We're just yeah. wishing for the snow here. I guess it's uh, guaranteed well, I there. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't well, think I can so. tell you this much. Since they didn't get the snow in Finland until now. In uh, Now it's just snowing basically every day. But uh, Really? But I mean, uh, what is now? It's February. Yeah. So and they just got it. Yeah, especially in the south part. Mm. There was nothing. No snow. I don't think so. Changing. Yeah, it seems yeah. not good. Not good. No, it seems indisputable. And does that affect your access to product to fish and things like that? Especially in Finland, it does because the whole Baltic Sea is supposed to be uh, ice right now, but it's not. It's uh, it's all open everywhere. Wow. But uh, uh, yeah, and there, I'm sure the lakes and uh, I don't know. Maybe you know when, when you go high enough in the north, you get to the frozen lakes and stuff. But uh, uh-uh. mm. yeah, everything everything mm. just now i had some finnish people here yesterday and they said and now it's snowing and finally in like even in the southern part of finland so mm. when i grew up we always had the snow in october and november and december and mm. <laughs> all the way until april and so and you do see the effects on different species like the the fish or the game yeah, the fish and the, the birds. Birds doesn't move because they usually move in the south. Okay. Now it's a game and stuff. It's a big hunting season. It's October, November. Oh, okay. So it's different. It's different. Mm-hmm. And the fishing also. They yeah. Just do the hole in the ice and they put the nets out there and then they fish in that way. But it's not happening. They, they just go over the boats now because there's no ice. Yeah. So, Wow. So the industry isn't necessarily struggling yet, because, but no, just the methods. Yet, but, uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. So tell me a little bit more about yourself and your route from, did you start then cooking in your parents' restaurant or did you start even before then? I was sort of interested all of, I grew up in the countryside in Finland mm-hmm. and my grandmother and father lives in, across the street basically. And mm-hmm. there was always the farmhouse so there was always in a big kind of operation for the for the cooking and especially mm. weekends and the bakings and uh, mm. and stuff like that and that was in Finland and then the the Swedish part of my family is uh, is my own and my cousins and they they still have the restaurant in Stockholm and uh, it's I open, see it's over 1954 and uh, when I was 12 so my my dad passed away and my own was in uh, in a funeral and she said, "Why don't you come to the Stockholm and uh, you know, hang out in the summer in Stockholm and to see uh, you know, so as if you're interested in the cooking, so see how that goes." And then uh, I see. Then I, was, uh, I was in the summer when I was just about turning thirteen, I think, in uh, doing the dishes in a restaurant in Stockholm, and I was just like, "Okay, well, you know what." And a little bit cooking, I mean, not nothing specific mm-hmm. that age, but mm-hmm. that seems like uh, it's things I want to maybe do. Mm-hmm. So I, when I get back in Finland, so we already make deal that I go following summer again, and then mm, I see. You know, this is gonna be the thing I'm gonna do. It's not. Uh, it's, it doesn't even bother to uh, think about anything else. Mm. Every, everybody want wanna go to high school and stuff in uh, after the elementary school and then you know i was just okay 
No, I'm just gonna do the cooking, and I, I see how's that gonna go, and uh, and the way that I educated myself and stuff, and then. Uh, wow, what an amazing story! So you were completely single-minded from the age of thirteen. It's pretty much yeah. It's uh, wow. It seems like uh, very logical, and uh, you had always a little bit of interest in the baking and the cooking anyway, so mm. might as well. And then mm. uh, after that, being in Stockholm and seeing what it's all about, so it's like, okay, well, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it was your grandparents that really kind of sparked the love for you, and then yeah. you went and you saw it done professionally. You felt like, I, I can do something yeah, that I love I professionally. It's, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it, it was, uh, I think, the influence in uh, growing up in the countryside and uh, seeing the massive amount of cooking and baking, in, uh, in, uh, mm-hmm. especially in, uh, when it's like a harvest time and stuff like that, when mm-hmm. it's more people doing that uh, yeah. work and everybody need to be fed and then uh, I remember that just especially the cardamom buns just the smell and everything how many people would your grandmother cook for on the farm and how early would she get up to start doing that they, there's a, usually a couple of people and then when it was a harvest time for the grains or the potatoes or whatever they had in so it's always a massive amount of people doing it in mm. a couple of days and then uh, Mm. bigger bigger production so mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but those days the families were also much bigger than in these days so it's like right well they have like eight kids and yeah. grandkids and stuff like that so yeah it's like- so having experienced i mean you were so close to cooking in both finland and sweden so apart from the semla which there's obvious differences are there differences in flavors and techniques between Finnish cooking and Swedish cooking? Oh yeah, the Swedish okay. cooking has the influence in uh, West, in uh, even in a little bit in Norway, but in mostly in the German. Okay. So in Finland, it's uh, sort of been divided in the, in the west part of Finland. We got the influence from the Sweden for the cooking a little bit, uh-huh. but then if you go to the east part of Finland, so that's that's totally whole different story. That all the influence is uh, is coming from the east, from Russia, and uh, I see that's very interesting. Finland, it's, uh, Finland is a fairly big country; it's not a huge country, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, and then you go in a different places. You go in the north; so the cuisine is totally different because the normal food is a reindeer to eat the reindeer. So in north of Finland, okay. and then you go to the south of Finland and you know, if you get the reindeer, that's like a luxury, basically. East and the northeast, everybody eats the little fish vendors mm. for everything, basically. And then you go to the south part, and everybody eats a herring. And then you go to the west part, and everybody eats in the, in the different items. So mm. uh, the techniques, uh, they are basically in the country, country-wise. So, you know, we use lots of smoking. Mm. We use lots of uh, curing of things like... A, heavy salt and let it uh, cure for the days or trying things and but mm. it, but the items and ingredients are like we have a Karelian stew in in where I come from in the Easter part and we are the only one who have a really Karelian stew which is a pork and beef together cooked uh, in uh, what stew. what are you calling it? It's called Karelian stew. Karelian stew, okay. Beef and pork cooked together. Sometimes you put the lamb or you put in like a kidneys or liver and stuff in it but basically it's a it's just in the eastern part of Finland it's fairly uh, different especially in the western part when there's lots of influence from the Sweden 
you go up in north and you have different fish because they have lots of lakes and everything mm. is a lake. Then you go into coming like I come from the Baltic Sea in the east part, so okay. we just eat herring all the time. That's so but then the berries are same, you know, there's lots of berries, the mushrooms are same. Uh, mm. but if you ask anybody from Western part of Finland with similar to eat, they eat them in the almond. They which and is the, the Swedish. Yeah, and then yeah. you go then you go to Easter part and everybody says it's a jam. jam oh, okay. Jam. What do you yourself, what do you prefer? Uh, I, my, I think I still go with the jam. Especially when you go, when I go to the Finland and I get it somebody homemade because the lots of people preserve the like strawberries in the summer. Okay. Raspberries yes. in the, their own made like a homemade jam. Okay. So it's just very, very delicious. Flavorful, yes. yeah. You don't do it here with Mm-mm, mm-mm. So I have a question also about the cardamom because the Swedish and the Finnish both use it. Now, so I guess when did cardamom make it into Finland and Sweden or do you grow it there? Oh, we don't grow it there. It's comes, okay. I'm assuming it's coming from the east. Uh, uh-huh. East, uh, you know, the Asia through through the Russia, whatever they called it. And when they bring the sp- uh, spices anyway to the silk uh, road or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how they ended up in in a, but it's a, it's interesting because the cinnamon and the cardamom pot are very big in the baking in the mm. both countries. So it's mm. uh, but it's not native. So interesting. But somehow yeah. we don't we don't use cardamom very much in American baked goods, which is mm. I think we're missing out. I think you're missing out, and uh, it's, it's actually and there's a difference because when, when I get the cardamom here, it's usually very finely ground. And but when I get it in uh, when I come back from Finland, I visit Finland or Sweden, I suitcase full of kind of weird stuff, and uh, cardam- <laughs> cardamom is one of them. Oh, okay. And it's a much more uh, it's not defined than what you what you get here. Pretty uh, big grounds, and it's just different, totally different. The smell is different. The taste is different. You way, you need way less in the using in the, in the that cardamom from the Nordics. The so, cardamom that you bring back. That's so. Yeah, what else? I bring back. So I bring mustard and uh, um, obviously the, some candies and salty licorice and uh, what else is in my suitcase? Some cookies and stuff. It's just very weird when I get that. <laughs> So two very heavy suitcase full of something to eat. Mm, so. I have a very, very good friend who's Icelandic. Mm-hmm. And when she came back from Iceland, well, she lives in Germany now, but when she was still living here, when she came back from Iceland, she actually brought back Icelandic lamb for us okay. because she said you will never, ever taste lamb here in America like we have it in Iceland. It's, it's very funny because I do lots of catering for the Icelandic embassy and uh, they bring their own lamb in, uh, they said, if I can get that Icelandic lamb, I'm not allowed to use today Australian or New Zealand lamb or even American lamb. So the really only place you could get it in here is the, occasionally in the Whole Foods and it's super expensive. Obviously. Yeah. But, but there, there's a very much difference in the taste. It's also very lean. Uh, mm. The Icelandic lamb is very lean. It's a mm. pretty tough place to be living, I suppose. So. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, we got to go last summer for two weeks and really see. Um, yeah, they wander quite a bit. <laughs> There's a yeah, lot of land for them to go. a bit and try to find a food in, uh, in here mm-hmm. and there. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your restaurant. 
Yeah, it's called Mikko. Actually, Mikko Nordic Fine Food. It's a Nordic place. We have in the mornings, we have some uh, special items in uh, pastries. We always have the cinema rolls. We always have the cardamom buns. We have some uh, special sandwiches for the mornings. And then, then we do have a lunch. We have open-faced sandwiches and soups and salads and uh, some like, something like a seared salmon or lamb stew or something like that. And then uh, we do have a whole uh, dinner menu in the evenings and uh, mm. we do a uh, lots of uh, nordic beer and the ciders and we do mm. uh, cocktails nordic cocktails mm. and we're pretty small inside i think we only have 16 seats so but in the in the summertime so uh, we have a nice patio so it's uh do you constantly create new dishes or do you use traditional standbys uh, i think we uh, our current menu we changed it in like december and okay. we are ready to ready to move yeah sort of springy items pretty soon uh, okay still want to do a little bit in a game after the val- valentine's day maybe a couple of weeks for something mm. gamey uh because it's really is the season for the mm, so you uh, make your changes based on yeah, how do, food would be changing in finland yeah how it's mm. uh, interesting I, I forget the weekends we do the brunch in the we, we open 9 a.m in the weekends and and we do the nine to three to the brunch, and uh, those are pretty, really our busiest times. I see. And actually, for a little side note, today is the birthday for uh, this Finnish poet. Oh. His name is Runeberg, and today is his birthday, and this is special pastry which he liked uh, so much, so it's named in after him. So you only eat in the today. So. So to clarify, we recorded this episode on February fifth. So this is just something everybody, anybody from that culture knows. Knows, yeah. It's like a, has a little uh, jam in the top of it. It looks like a kind of like a cupcake. Uh, oh. But it's very delicate. It's uh, made with the almond flour and cookie crumbles and and a little bit cardamom. There you go, cardamom. Wow. And then you soak it in a uh, little rum or, or punch or something like that in the, like little almond flavor liquor or something sort of it's very moist and it has the raspberry jam inside and mm-hmm. it's good it's not my personal favorite but i know people who really likes this thing as i said it's not my favorite because i generally i don't like any cupcakes i don't like any uh, muffins or anything mm-hmm. like are, are cakes not really a finished thing anyways it's more pastry oh no cakes are but it, oh, they are, okay. it's uh, it's like creamy uh peri kind of cake and stuff oh, and okay like the cake cake uh the cupcakes, maybe not really, not really even that. Not in the muffins, nothing. It's not a big thing. When you go to cafe, you see, see the cardamom buns, you see the cinnamon rolls, you mm. see the Danish pastries and stuff like that. Or you see the donuts uh, filled with uh, jam. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. and that's in the, the that's in the May first. It's a big donut day. So. Yes, we need to get busy with that one then next. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Always something new. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then just to end on the Semla. So I, I, the way I understand it last year, you, so you've hired a Swedish pastry chef and last year you and he had a competition between the two. My Swedish chef is in, uh, is actually my cousin's son from my oh. family restaurants. It's a payback time now and uh, <laughs> need to be there. So it's a, uh, he's here now. We had a competition in February last year, so uh-huh. and I'm happy to announce that last year we won, Finland won, Okay. but <laughs> we only won in like a five, 
five bonds. And I'm very scared right now because in, uh, basically the, the Swedish, uh, I think they're leading uh, quite a bit right now. So. Oh, this, oh, so you're re- kind of doing it this year in the Swedish. Yeah, we're doing it this year, yeah. I'm hoping that Estonia is placing these mega orders that they always did in the last year. So oh. this helps us in uh, in the end game. So last year we saw in the Fat Tuesday, we sold 284. I started in a day. Let's do 50 ready, about 50 bonds ready and the VC how it goes and uh, we open eight o'clock and we go result out in uh, by eight o'clock before we even open well what so do you do people, because you have to let well, that dough rise no, we just uh, start to make we had the dough and okay. we start to make the dough and we just left it in uh, in a cookie seeds and to speed up you can put it in a little bit heated oven like very mildly heated oven so it's starting oh, okay and then we sort of did in more and more and more and then we end up to do more dough and when you do the dough, and it actually goes pretty fast when it's a very fresh, freshly made dough. Uh, so it's, it was we had the one person making dough and the rolling, and then Ooh. some other people baking, and then uh, then you have to let them cool down before you can put anything in. Right. Especially with the whipped cream. So it was a good lesson. Now we know. Well, now we're gonna make. Yeah. Ready rolls once and that's it. And then you're prepared. We learn our lesson how to do this in uh, in that we always have a stock up a little bit. Uh, I don't know. The Sweden is taking over. Well, good luck to Finland in the competition. Have a great day. Thanks again. Okay, good. Okay, cool. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Okay, bye bye. Thanks again to Chef Miko for his time. If you want to try your hand at Semla, the chef was generous enough to share his recipe with us. However, if you'd prefer to save yourself time and you live in the D.C. area, you can always visit him and sample his Semla at Miko Nordic Fine Food on DuPont Circle in D.C. More about Miko and this recipe are on my website, thestoriedrecipe.com, or you can find me on Instagram. Next week, we have another home cook an American-born Ukrainian who sought and finally found long-lost family in a tiny village marked by wagon tracks in the mud. There, she ate the exact pierogies identical to those her mother made for her in their small Pennsylvania town. Subscribe now to make sure you catch this episode. Thank you. Also, please know that I do depend on you for my growth So every time you take a moment to tell a friend or a colleague about this podcast, you help me personally. Thank you so very much for your support and have a great week, my friends.